They call transfer portal time silly season, and that seems exactly what it is. As some more BC players are on the move, we get decommitment news, and we look at where BC can go from here on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, this is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Go to prizepix.com slash lockedoncollege and use code lockedoncollege for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, so transfer portal season is upon us, and we know that players are going to be moving to and fro from different teams, and Boston College is going to be a school that will not be immune to that. And... It's just the way things are in college football right now. I see a lot of folks getting really angry as we see some players leaving. And I, I, I say to you, this happens to every team. I said this on yesterday's episode. But as I, I see players entering, I get the same comments. Oh, this is Halfley's losing his team. Halfley's doing. Look at who's leaving. Okay. Now, there's one exception that came up today that I was like, oh, this one kind of is a, a bit of a stinger. And that is running back Pat Garwo, who entered the transfer portal on Tuesday. Now, is this a huge surprise? No, partially because I still thought he had a year of eligibility. I'm telling you, folks, this 2020 COVID year makes everything really confusing to to keep track of at times. I'm sure the coaching staff must have to have like a chart and a book somewhere to figure this kind of stuff out. But Garwo had a year left. And why this one stings? Well, he went into the season as the starting running back. He had two pretty good games, the game against Army where he ran for 111 yards, and he had a touchdown against Virginia. That was – I was – he ran it in right in front of me. That was pretty cool. But then he got hurt. And unfortunately, that happened, and he missed the whole end of the season. Uh, he, you know, had – other, I mean, he played for four different seasons for BC. He came in 2019. He was a Steve Adazio recruit. Um, and then when Jeff Halfley took over, he played in seven games and rushed, you know, for 122 yards, had uh, a big game against, I, I remember him having some big runs against UNC. 2021 was his big, that was the breakout year for Garwo, though, when he ran for over a thousand yards, had seven touchdowns, and was second team all ACC. It looked like BC had found their running back. This was the guy that when Phil Dracovic went down was going to help Dennis Grossell out of um, their kind of one-sided offense. He ne- he didn't really, wasn't able to completely do that, but he did, he did a serviceable job that year. But then 2022 happens and poor kid, poor Garwo. Yeah, 2022 was a disaster for everyone involved. And I don't, I don't, sh- blame him at all for the struggles he had that year. I want to say he averaged, I mean, I want to say it was like 2.3 yards per carry. I don't have it in front of me right now. I'm pulling it up. But his rushing in, he averaged 3.05 yards per carry for 403 yards and three touchdowns, which I don't remember any of those touchdowns in 2022. And it just seemed like, you know, the offensive line for, for Garo that year he just couldn't get anything going. And finally, he started to look like he had things going this year, and then, boom, injury. So he never really got – he had one good season, 
but it wasn't able to build off of that because of a bad offensive line and injuries. Going into next year, you have to think that Kai Robichaux is going to be the starting running back. He's going to be the guy that they're going to rely on. Now, you could sell it to a kid like Garwo that, you know, you're going to need multiple backs uh, in an offense like this because, as we saw with Robichaux, he, he got hurt a couple times. It, you know, being a physical big running back takes a toll on your body. But for Garwo, maybe he wants another chance. Maybe he wants to go to another program. Maybe he wants to go to Temple with his brother. You know, his brother plays for Temple. That's close to home. There's a million things that could have happened here for the reasons why he's going to be going away. This one, I, you know, this one isn't the easiest one pill to swallow. I mean, you look at everyone else BC has lost in the portal so far. Jason Scott, I, I, are you guys really upset about that one? Andre Hines, I know he had a nice run in that Syracuse game, but folks, he was a practice squad player. He was a practice squad player for a reason. So he's gone. You lost uh, Josh Hardy, never played. And, and when you had the defensive line playing like the way he played, probably is a reason there. You lost um, Ishida Salah. That's probably the other big one, but he couldn't stay healthy, like, ever. And, I mean, it's a physical game. That's just kind of what happened. So Garwo is gone. Now, a little bit of, of transfer portal updates. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my plug right now. If you're listening live, I see there's a big bunch of you out there. I have transfer portal news up on the site that you're not going to find anywhere else. And I'm going to give it to you now to give you a taste of what you could get for uh, becoming an Eagle Insider VIP. Okay. I've seen rumors all over the place about who could be going next. Is there a mass exodus? Blah, blah, blah. I've talked to folks and I know where things are at right now. I saw folks saying Ozzy Trapilo is going to enter the transfer portal. I am telling you right now, I talked to folks. He is not. I can confirm via my sources. He is not going anywhere. I also saw someone sp spread the rumor that Lewis Bond was entering the transfer portal. He is not. He is heading back to Boston College next year. These are the kind of tidbits I give you on Eagle Insider. And right now, if you're listening between now and midnight, you can get in and get all those deals for just, it's like $2.50 a month. It's, it's $0.07 cents a day. And I'm giving you insider information. I talk to the staff. I talk to the kids. I talk to coaching staffs around high schools for recruiting. We have Mitch with his film analysis. We have hockey blogger doing hockey stuff. We got a ton of information for $0.07 cents a day. Get into Eagle Insider right now. The notes are in the show, the show notes right below us on YouTube. Click in right now. Sign up today. So those are the big ones right there. I'm also going to tell you, Emmett Moorhead, no decision yet. They could be going either way. There are at least three other names I know of that are entering the portal, and you can get those names when they get up on Eagle Insider. I'm not going to give it before the kid does it because that's not fair to the kid. But I know of some names that are coming. None of them are very big. Uh, coming up that will be giving BC some roster spots. So go to that, go to my site. You can find all that information, but in the grand scheme of things right now, the names that I know about the names that are confirmed in the portal are not major hitters. And, and honestly, when you look at BC and the way they played the last two years, there's no one that's like a major loss, but I would think Lewis bond would be a major loss or Ozzy Trapilo or, 
Um, you know, you look on the defensive side of the ball, you don't want to lose a guy like I know some of you don't like him, but Cam Arnold. I can also confirm he's coming back, and I can confirm Cam Horsley is coming back. There you go. Some more news. I'm, I'm breaking you into the news right now. If you like this kind of stuff, I can give you more. Go over to Eagle Insider right now. Now, in our second segment, oh man, we're going with the negativity again because I have some more bad news, but this time it's on the recruiting trail. You're going to want to hear who is gone and why it uh, really doesn't really matter towards next year. And I'll explain why in just a moment. Now, Prize Picks is the easiest daily fantasy sport and the most fun I've had playing, winning up to 25 times my money this football season. And now I can play during basketball season too. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. A league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at 10.5 combo or three and a half points made in receptions. It's all right there. Now, I love it. You can make you right now. You could go in and see Steph Curry for 29 points or Nikola Jokic for 10 rebounds. Pick the over and unders on that. Boom. You got your picks made. Prize picks even offers a reboot policy. So if there's an injury, you're not going to get screwed. That's good. And they offer weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. I love tacos, but I like Taco Tuesday even more on prize picks. They give you discounts up to 25% on days like that. Now, what you need to do, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. This is Locked on BC. I am your host, AJ Black. This We're talking about more recruiting news. It's been quiet for a while. BC had a class, I think, of up to 10. I think they were at 10 last I checked. Recruits for the class of 2024. Uh, the class rankings on 247, uh, you know, our industry leader in terms of rankings, was not good. They're 93rd in the country. That's 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 like below where Adazio ever was. Um, and it's worrisome. Now, on Tuesday, BC football got uh, there was more news about this that came out. And I'm going to say it the way that I found out. And it's not that Christians are more decommitted. It seems like both parties moved in different directions. Now, why does this kind of stuff happen? OK, Zamor has been committed since 2021 i believe he's been he's been around for a while i think he's committed two years ago now a lot can happen between now and then maybe you've watched the film and say this is not the type of kid that you want and you move in a different direction now this has been a move i i think that's not been relatively new i think this has been something um you know i think the school has been trying to move on and i think you know zamore has been looking at other schools too. So I look at this and I say, this is probably the best for BC. And I'll explain why. The last thing this program needs right now is to bring in kids that don't fit what they need to do or are not talented enough to be on the field soon. Zamora at the most was going to be a couple year project. Let's put it that way. You know, you want developmental guys, obviously, but if it's a developmental guy that you, you're really concerned about, 
I think it's probably best that the school saves that that scholarship because now instead of bringing in a kid that you're not sure you could ever play, you're bringing it. You could use that to go into the transfer portal and get somebody who's more established and who is I don't want to say polished, but more game ready. So BC is now down to nine commitments, and that there's no there's no way to sugarcoat this. It's not, it's not pretty. What's going on with this recruiting class is not pretty. And I think what we need to, the way that you got to kind of frame it in your brain is this is the three and nine recruiting class. Last year, BC went three and nine. This is the fruits of that labor. Like BC went six and six, which will be easier to sell in class of 25. I'm telling you right now, like you're 500, at least you have something there. But when you're three and nine, your coach is on the hot seat. You don't know the future of what's going to happen there. Coaches can sell against that. You don't have, you know, no bowl games. You have nothing that really had happened the year before that you could say positively uh, impacted the program. It's hard. It's very hard. You And even like new programs, like you saw Purdue get a little buzz and you saw Louisville and Cincinnati and Wisconsin. You know, all these schools are also getting a little buzz because they get that new coach shine that gets a lot of excitement and recruits because there's like infinite potential. When you have a guy like Halfley who's in year four and you haven't had that potential, that potential's kind of vanished, it's harder to sell that to kids. So I, I, I do think it's worrisome. Um, I don't think this is the end though <laughs> for a couple things, and we'll explain in, in a bit, but. I'm going to tell you right now, I said this up on the board. Again, I'm telling you why. I don't do this usually for the podcast, but I want you guys to sign up for Eagle Insider. I, I, I'll say this again. This is not, there's m- more news coming. There's more news coming. I've been talking about it on the boards. VIP members know about it. Um, so there's going to be more news coming and it's not great. <laughs> so I, I, I worry about where this takes BC for, for, for the future because you know, losing Christian Zamora is not bad. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like it it doesn't matter. Like he wasn't going to do much on this roster, anyways. Um, the lack of bodies that are coming in in this class is worrisome. I hope after going six and six that Jeff Halfley can build a bigger class next year. Um, remember when we were back in June, this class was like fifteen. And it's down to to nine now, and it's gonna, and I think it's gonna get smaller. I, I, I hope that's gonna happen, but Halfley's still on the hot seat. It's probably hotter than it was last year because there just wasn't anything done. He's not going anywhere. I know folks are asking, like, is he gonna get fired? He's not going anywhere this year. So, will that really impact recruiting? I've gotta have to think so. You know that's an easy one for coaches to co- to recruit against them. If you're if you're BC and you're recruiting against, let's say Syracuse, Fran Brown just got hired, and I could do a whole segment on why I think that's a terrible hire, but that's for not here or there. Um, but say you're you're recruiting against them, so you got this hot, you know, this really new coach from Georgia. He's got all these Northeast roots. And he's got a lot of excitement, and whether he performs on the field and he has his team performing well is irrelevant because he's got that potential. That potential is going against 
what Jeff Halfley has, which is, yeah, he's a great guy and, and relatable to recruits, but he's on the hot seat that the, we know what the results look like. That's going to be so much harder. Guys like Fran Brown could probably toast him on something like that. So that's what worries me. Now in our final segment, I'm going to talk about what BC does to go from here. Where does recruiting and the transfer portal, what does BC need to do now? We'll get into all of that in just a moment. Now, before we do that, I want to tell you all about our friends over at LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates for your interview as possible. With LinkedIn, you can do all of that with a click of a button. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a fast network of more than a billion professionals would make it e- the easiest place to hire. It's easy when you have the, that many qualified candidates. So easy that in fact, 80% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully for LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So what you need to do is post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is Locked on BC, AJ Black. And we are wrapping things up, talking about where does BC go from here. And I I saw a comment. Um, Dennis Monahan, should we care? This is a forever b- program, no matter what happens. You're here listening to a podcast about Boston College. Clearly, you care. I, I, I would hope like, unless you're a masochist and I think a lot of us that, you know, that follow BC are, you do kind of care somewhat. Otherwise, I don't know what you're doing listening to a BC podcast and talking to me on Twitter and stuff like that. You got to like it at some level and maybe you like pain. I don't know, but where does BC go from here? Okay. For recruiting. I BC's at nine recruits right now. And I I said, they could probably lose another one and that could happen. They could also grab a couple. And I think that's, what's going to happen. Now I, again, on Eagle insider, I've got the names, but there's at least three or four 2024 uh, recruits that are coming to campus in the next couple of weeks. I'll give you one name. Now, Jonathan Montague, a quarterback from North Carolina. He's a mobile quarterback. Um, with stats that are very similar to uh, Thomas Castellanos runs a lot, throws a bunch. He'll, he'll be on campus. I also think you're going to see flips as well. I think there's a potential for teams um, to push out guys that they don't want. I'm not sure where Henry Hasselback fits into what Jonathan Smith is doing at Oregon. He could be a name to watch or Sayer Torrance. We still don't know what he's thinking of doing the wide receiver that was committed to Michigan state. The, um, Exodus Ayers, a defensive back out of Oregon State. There's a bunch of different guys out there that could be flipped. So I think that you're still, the potential is for BC's recruiting class to still land anywhere between like 13 and 15. And I, I think at the end of the day, if that's what you do and you bring in 10 transfers, that's kind of what your class is going to look like, right? That's not too out of the blue. So that could happen. Now, in terms of transfers, there's guys all over the country that BC's already offering. And because the way that transfers work, you get the film, you have the coaches evaluate, like, okay, I want to make an offer to that guy. There 
the they're pre- pretty much a week behind in term not a week behind but like the announcement of a kid entering the portal and then the staff jumping on it is usually like a week between. So they get a chance to re- watch the film. They make an offer. They, you know, they watch the film a couple days later, they make an offer. So you're seeing a lot of FCS programs. Like I got Thor Griffith up here from Harvard. There's another tight end Tyler Neville from Harvard. There is a, um, I saw some, an offensive lineman from UTEP that they offered an offensive lineman, I think from middle Tennessee, they've been, they've been busy. There's been six or seven offers. I'll have them all up on Eagle insider tomorrow, but they're busy with that. And they're going to get guys. um, Neville's going to be on campus already. Uh, He's a tight end and they're going to get guys to, to come on campus. And, you're going to get a mix of FCS program players and then power five program players, either at the mid level, maybe you're going to get guys like Ryan O'Keefe that were pretty good, but wanted a, a change of scenery or from elite programs like um, Kari Johnson from Arkansas, Arkansas is not elite, but you know what I mean? Like blue blood, almost blue, kind of blue blood. I got to watch what I'm saying here. Arkansas is not blue blood, uh, but didn't get a lot of playing time. So there's lots of opportunities out there to get these players. You have NIL now, Friends of the Heights. It's not a ton, but don't get caught up on NIL for like literally every player. Like, yeah, if you're a blue blood, these guys that, you know, like what FSU is going to bring in and George is going to bring in and Bama. Yeah, those guys are going to get NIL got deals. Like I saw uh, Cam Ward has seven programs offering him a million dollars. Well, it's Cam Ward, a quarterback who is elite. A lot of these players are going to get smaller NIL deals, the stuff that like friends of the Heights can take care of. So I, I don't want to hear, you know, unless you really think BC is going to get those elite players, the NIL is going to be this huge barrier for getting anybody, because I don't think that's the case. The guys that BC can target are going to be guys that they most likely can bring in. So, that's why you ended up with and BC did a pretty good job last year with Kyle Hergel, Thomas Castellanos, Kai Robichaux, Logan Taylor. All these guys were valuable. Ryan O'Keefe, while he played when he, when he wasn't really hurt, they all played a very valuable role on this team. So I think transfer portal is going to be a huge component. And more so than with this recruiting class, like if Jeff Halfley is going to be able to be successful at all next year, he's going to hit a home run in this transfer portal. He's going to be able to go out there and get guys to fill this depth because he, you know, you're losing guys like Elijah Jones, Kyle Hergel, Christian Mahogany, George Takis, Pat Garwo. You need to be able to fill those with guys that can play. And that, I think the portal is going to be that. Will he be able to bring these guys in? That's what we're going to be here on locked on BC to talk about. So thank you all for listening again. We have two hours left on our special deal on Eagle Insider. Sign up. The, the show, you know, it's seven cents a day. It's a great way to get involved in, and understand BC sports and get all the, the details that maybe I don't get into on the show and to support me, my work. You know, becoming a VIP member is the best way to support the work that we do here. So get into the show notes, sign up today. And, and as the words of uh, Parks and Rec, treat yourself to a VIP subscription. Thank you all for following along. We'll be back again tomorrow as we're going to review the Vanderbilt BC basketball game in the first ever ACC SEC challenge. We'll get into more transfer portal news, any decommitments that we're still waiting to hear about and a whole lot more. 
we, we do a 20 minute show on BC, but we have to do it every day because there's so much freaking news. This is AJ black. Thank you for listening to locked on Boston college, your team every day.